Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now... This week's bad bitch quote comes from none other than the incredible Frank Costanza, father of George Costanza. This you guys, is a special episode in honor of the holiday week. Monday, December 23rd, also happens to be Festivus. <laughs> um, in that is feats of strength, a Festivus poll, but most importantly, the airing of grievances. And I think that is a great thing to do just to really let it all out at the end of 2019 and the end of the decade and start afresh in 2020. This week, I was so honored to have not only Ronnie Karam of Watch What Crappens and Rose Pricks, but also Troy McKeady of The Smush Room, um, really get into it with me. We talk housewives, we talk other celebrities, we... It's a lot, and it's a lot of good stuff. So I hope you guys will check it all out, and I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Why do I keep saying that? (laughs) All right, I'll see you later. Okay, you guys, 2019 is a year that I believe will live in Housewives infamy. Uh, With the loss of Bethany and Lisa Vanderpump, Tinsley, question mark, and the demotion of the OG of the OC, Vicky Gunvalson, it is my belief that we are on the dawning of a new age of Housewives. Today I'm here to discuss the future of the franchise with none other than one of the hosts of Watch With Crappens and Rose Pricks, Ronnie Karam. Hello. Well, hello, madame. I 
am so honored to have you on the show. Hey, thank you so much. Congrats on the show. I love it. Thank you. Um, So this episode drops on Monday, December 23rd, known to many as Festivus. One of the main tenets, I think, is the airing of grievances. So I asked Ronnie to compile a list of three housewives that that we think we should let go of in 2020. Man, it's... Go first. (laughs) Okay, you go first. Yeah, good. I was going to say, this is so hard, so you go first. (laughs) Well, I do have some quick fire questions for you before we get into it, actually. Okay. Um, So I think this is a question that I've always wanted to ask you. Do you think if Sheena could go back in time and if she could pick a road of going to the Bachelor franchise or Vanderpump Rules, do you think she would stay with Vanderpump? She would stay with Vanderpump for sure because she gets more time. You know, she gets more seasons. I mean, they're about to do what, season eight? Season seven or seven eight? I'm uh, seven eight. They're on season seventy eight, darling. <laughs> um, yeah, and Bachelor, you really you're one and done. Well, then you get you know all the follow up seasons, but you have to share with like thirty other people. I mean, she's practically doing that now. She is. Well, she's sharing with what eight other people or something like that. Yeah, for now. But now I feel like the cast is bumped up. And it's got to be at least 12 or 13. <laughs> God, thanks the, thank the Lord. That's all I asked for last year. And you know what? You just ask and you get it. Then the Lord was like, yeah, I will recast Vanderpump Rules, okay? I will add a new cast. <laughs> I love that. Um, so second question, if there was a surveillance camera elf on the shelf, since this is a holiday episode, who do you think, which footage would reveal the darkest results, do you think, of any Bravo celebrity? Of any Bravo celebrity? Oh, God, probably Sonia's from Real Housewives <laughs> of New York. Could you imagine? I bet it would be Sonia's. I mean, her life is sad enough on the camera that we see, you know, just That's like true. pretending her daughter's apartment is her own and then putting up towels because she can't get blinds and... <laughs> I mean, the amount of drunkenness that she shows on TV, I, I bet it's super dark in there. I feel like she's hoarding, like, big jars of mayonnaise under the bed or, like, you know, just <laughs> just creepy as hell. There's a lot of horrific things happening in Columbus Circle right now. I actually did see her running her dog to Central Park, like, a couple months ago, just like she did on the show. It was amazing. She was running? Yeah. Well, she says that she has to run, the dog has to run to the park and able to, like, get it to poop oh yeah oh yeah oh my god good memory so I, true to true to life she actually was running with the dog <laughs> oh god it was, wow that's that's a reason enough to live in new york right there it, it truly truly is um I, my guess was jacks jacks yeah jacks would be pretty dark but jacks would be dark in a way that i think we'd all understand you know what i mean like, he could be doing the most offensive, disgusting, horrifying things and be like, that's Jax. <laughs> if the elf on the shelf would have, like, some sort of pill residue on it and, like, Taco Bell sauce. <laughs> yeah, yes. He'd be playing darts with a baby as, like, the, you know, the target. We'd be like, yep, yeah, that's Jax, you know, trying to trying to shoot a baby with a dart. So oh, what else are, what are you going to do? <laughs> Um, my last question is, uh, we've had a lot of housewives that have gotten engaged to guys that they're in long distance relationships, like Cynthia, Tinsley, 
Um, who else do we have? Uh, Kelly Dodd. Do you think that it would be smart, smarter for producers to keep those women in their respective cities, or should we like make a shift? Should we like push them around? Do we need Kelly in New York? Because I'm here for it. I would love Kelly in New York too, but I don't know. I don't know that it's really time to do that, but it seems like if ever there was a time, it's now because they're mixing them all together so much in front of our faces. I mean, I'm sure they've all met each other before, but they're really getting mixed up in front of our faces. They're mixing them on like that gay pride float thing they did in New York. And then right. that BravoCon thing where they're all together in one place. And we know they all know each other and see them all hanging out. And Kelly's friends with Ramona Singer and, you know, all that stuff. So I think now would probably be a time. I mean, why not? We know they're doing it anyway, you know? Do you think, do you think they're really going to have Tinsley Spearhead Chicago? I don't. I can't see that happening personally, but okay, I'm always you. wrong. I'm always, always, always wrong. So that well, probably means that, yeah. with you, so. <laughs> I don't see her really having the um, strength to do that. Although last year they showed her in Miami with her sister and that was pretty funny. And she's really funny with her mom. Um, so maybe they could do that. I don't. I hear that they can't film in Chicago because Chicago's just notoriously difficult to shoot in. But right, I don't know if that's true. Do you that like one show that they had that they like kept on the shelf for two years, and it was about like ninety days of summer or something, oh, and it was yeah. only on season. And yes, I remember that show. <laughs> Those people were jackasses. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, yeah, we got a boat. That's what we do. The cool people are on a boat in the summer, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> It was awful. But yeah, I, I lasted to... about two episodes of that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'm ready to do let goes. I, I'm happy to go first. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm you go first. You go first. Um, my number one is Gina. Gina. I, I... Oh, Gina. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for saying Gina. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought of her. That's how little... That's how little I think of Gina. Get rid of her. Axe her. I just feel like there's, we've not been shown anything about her life that's aspirational. We, we are supposed to like have all of these emotions for her relationship that we've never once seen on camera. Yeah. She keeps like trying to sell us something that I'm, I'm not trying to buy. I mean, I, am I supposed to be looking at her extensions and be like jealous? What is she giving me? I think also she's just um, she's a bad friend, which I guess that's kind of the point of these shows. Like you think someone is your friend and then they betray you. But she's just like a bad friend in a non-interesting way. Like she just she got rid of Emily and started talking about Emily just to be with Tamara and Shannon and Vicky. Like those are the worst. Like nobody wants more Tamara, Shannon and Vicky, you know, like she just doesn't know how to pick a side. And I think that makes her really terrible and unbearable. I agree. And in the reunion, she said to Emily that she, like, didn't know that Emily was going through a hard time. Like, you don't look at Shane and think that she's going through a hard time all the time. That's, that's exactly what I said. I was like, you're married. To, <laughs> she's married to Shane. How can she not be going through a hard time? <laughs> 
Yeah, she's it, terrible. It, and she's one of those friends who's like, well, I didn't know that anything was wrong with you. It's like you never asked. You know, you don't know any. We all have that friend who just like talks at us, you know, and it's like kind okay. of entertaining. And you listen on the phone, you know, for the entertainment or whatever. But they don't know a damn thing about you. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, hey, I have to go. Go where? To work. What do you mean to work? To record a podcast, to my podcast. You have a podcast? It's like, yeah, for like eight years. Oh my God, what's it about? It's like, Jesus Christ, you're one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah, she's she's unbelievable. And I, I just, I'm not getting it. And I don't think her new boyfriend's that hot. And I'm not interested. I haven't seen her new boyfriend. He's like, he's, a, he's the same category as her ex-husband. He's got that kind of like, you know, beefy kind of douchey look it, it's not for me um well her ex-boyfriend everyone was like oh my god he's so hot but i think it's because he was he's just younger than we're used to seeing on the show you know <laughs> kirsch i'm looking <laughs> up kirschenheiter god how do you gina kirschenheiter i didn't even know that look at that boyfriend yeah. okay like, i didn't even know that was her name i thought it was like schneider <laughs> or something Gina introduces new boyfriend amid ongoing divorce. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I don't think he's that cute either. And he's yeah. laughing. In the picture I'm looking at, he's laughing in that way where his mouth is wide open, but his face isn't laughing. Oh, yeah. Like, of course. You know, when people laugh like that, it's totally fake. That's totally what he's doing. He's fake, and I say he's just using you. Get rid of him. How do you feel about Shannon's new man? I don't know. I haven't really seen anything about him except pictures. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. He looks, He's putting up with Shannon. So you know that he's either really thirsty or he's got nerves of steel. <laughs> he, for some reason, I get, like, Dirty John vibes off of him. Like, something just doesn't seem right. Well, but why I, don't I, you date Shannon or Vicky? You know, and I'm not saying they're not pretty or whatever. It's not about that. But just they're so crazy. You know, like Brooks, it was obvious that he was scamming everybody because of just how he talked to Vicky. Like, roses are red, violets are blue. Every day I wake up, I want to be with you. Now get on my dick right. or whatever. It was like, Gross, you're gross. You're slimy. So I'm interested to see Shannon's new guy in action on the show. I agree. And I'm thrilled that it's not dust. What a nightmare. <laughs> yes also i mean part of me is rooting for them just because he has three kids and she has three kids and so i feel like that that part seems it, i guess that makes dating more real you know when you actually mix your families and they're like all right. hanging out and stuff and i generally like shannon so i hope it's going okay but in my experience, people who have terrible relationships usually and by the way, when I say my experience meaning me personally, people who get into terrible relationships, it's kind of a pattern generally, unless there's mm -hmm. been some major kind of fixing going on. It's like they get rid of one terrible man for another terrible man. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that, so I trust you. <laughs> I wouldn't know that much either. Like, I'm a weak dater. Look, look how I am. I'll date someone for a week and be like, they're terrible. Next, they're terrible, too. <laughs> oh, same. Um, so who is your first pick? Uh, my first pick would be Miss Teddy Mellencamp of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think she's boring. Yeah. I think she's gross. I think she's a liar. She's obviously a liar. She got caught in a million lies and still wouldn't 
cop to it. Like she lied because someone made her, but no one ever made. Like she just sucks. Um, yes. She's boring. She Absolutely. is from. She's on here because she's from a famous family, but we never get to see the famous family. Like if you're leaving Meg Ryan at home, get the fuck off my TV, ma'am. <laughs> and she should get kicked off since they, they're not even together anymore. John and Meg broke up, so I think she should be kicked yeah, off she just should on get, the Yeah, get off. Get out. <laughs> uh, she's infuriating to me. And I liked her the first season because she would get really upset over, like, you're late. You were you were 30 minutes late to lunch, and we're going to talk about it every single episode. It was kind of funny. Um, right. Like, how about now? But, yeah, I, I can't with her. I don't like her. I Like, I get infuriated. I get infuriated when I watch Teddy, and that's not good, you know? I agree. And I feel like Bronwyn is very close to walking down that same path. Yeah, like Bronwyn, yeah, Bronwyn hasn't done anything to really offend me yet and like enrage me, but um, I can see what you mean as far as not bringing a ton yet. Yeah, I. I God. Are you a Sean's Bronwyn hater? <laughs> I I just I am very stressed out by all, all her situations. I don't understand. Like, I feel like she really glosses over her whole relationship history with her husband, and I think there's a lot. I want to know about that, but I don't like, I could just read it somewhere. I don't need to see it on TV. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot there. I mean, just all the stuff she's dropped on the show that like kind of open relationship or threesomes or whatever that she and her husband broke up for a while and she's come out and said that she cheated on her husband and what is her other stuff? I mean, she has a million kids, and then she has that, like, dance moms thing going on, which is cray-cray. But I think that she hasn't had enough – she hasn't been able to show her crazy enough because she's always in these fights with these older ladies who have nothing in common with her. I think maybe on a different show she'd be, like, endless – it would be endless crazy with her. But I feel like she brings out her crazy a little and then puts it back in because so much else is going on, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Do we think that Deb, did you hear the story about Dr. Deb stealing from like a Mexican yes. story? <laughs> did we get to the bottom of that? Did she deny the allegations? You know, I don't know what the bottom of that was. I think it's such a funny story. Like she was stealing tchotchkes or something. Um, not really sure about her. I'm more interested in the blatant racist allegations that came out about her. Did you read all that stuff after the episode on that boat came out where it was like the kids fashion yes. show and it was that big fight with that lady and she kept saying this security guy or this guy came up to me and she was all right. mad Very she was being told she couldn't pee upstairs or whatever. Then he came out the next day and said he called her an N-word. Like he said this on Instagram. And right. I was like, excuse, like what? And then I feel like I never heard anything else about that. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of like unended stories with the the Wyndhams or the whatever her last name is. Right, and like they're not talking anymore. According to the end of Real Housewives of Orange County, why aren't we seeing that? I want to see those. Right. I don't want all this to be off camera. You know. Right. I have to admit that, not to like keep going back to OC, Vicky was going to be on my let go list until I watched the reunion. And to see her be so unhinged and filled with rage just openly on camera really 
you know, ignited something deep within me that I loved. Yeah, she was like the little baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. She was very like, <laughs> get out of my office! Ah! Like, like a cigar <laughs> in her hand, cursing everybody out. That was gold. Was that right before recording, she basically like cursed Andy out and was like, I can't believe you would fucking do this to me. Like, it, just the meltdown was just, I could not believe that she was so willing to have that on camera. Yeah, she's a disgusting human being. And that's why I don't want her to go either. I mean, it's like having um, Halloween without Jason. Is it Jason in Halloween? It's Jason, right? Or is it Michael? Yeah. No, Jason okay. is right. Okay, it's like having Nightmare on Elm Street without Freddy Krueger. Okay, you need a monster in these movies. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of kids sitting around, you know, sleeping fine. You know, right. no one wants to see that. You need Vicky. She's terrible. She's horrible. What's a gutter without Pennywise? You're absolutely right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like Tamara, I always, I mean, Tamara is my most hated housewife ever of all time. Like she enrages me. But yes. I mean, I don't know. She does start a lot of crap. Like, her horrible, horrible... I don't watch this for people to, like, be sweet to each other and get along. So, I don't know. Like, I couldn't put her on that list either. Right. You're so right. And somebody's got to lead the charge with Shannon. Even though I hate to see Shannon become, like, such a, like, mean girl sorority thing with the Trace Amigas. Like, I kind of do like it. I, yeah. I like Cassie Shannon because I've heard a lot of things about her off camera so it's nice to see a little bit of that come on the screen it just her like being bitchy with everybody yeah totally yeah. shady and, and like at the quiet woman acting like a 19 year old <laughs> yes yes or going to the quiet woman and then being rude to fans like you're at the quiet yeah. woman you know it's like <laughs> it's like Mickey Mouse going to the Mad Hatter ride and then just flipping everybody off. You know, it's like, right. you made, this is your house. What are you doing? Why'd you do that? Right. I'm not going to go to the Regency and like curse out Dorinda. Like I know my place. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I don't know. I think Shannon is so much herself that I always like that. You know, I think she's wrong most of the time, but, and I bitch it. Bitch, bitch at her on the show all the our show all the time but i think that she's so um herself like she's so insecure and like she's so phony you know she's being so phony but she can't help being herself like you can see the real her under all of that so i find that entertaining i i agree i agree oh, okay i'm gonna go to my second choice and that is Teresa. oh I'm Teresa. oh jeez I, I feel like I'm being held hostage by the Judice family, and I, I just can't do it anymore. Like I, You're very I, respectful, though. You still call them Judice. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be very inclusive. Um, I, just, I just feel like there's so much there, and yet it's not really compelling. And, like, I'm sorry, Teresa's dumb, and that's why it's not interesting. Like, she's going through, like, Every milestone of, like, classic American modern life of, like, living above your means and losing it all, going to, she went to jail, and her husband went to jail, and now we're dealing with, like, an ICE situation, which is, like, extremely topical, <laughs> and yeah. yet I don't care, and I just think she's not, 
she's not smart enough to be compelling for me. Yeah, I think if they just kept it to a minimum for me, it would be more bearable because she's so dumb and she's she go, she flies off the handle and she does all that stuff that I think normally makes me love a housewife because I love watching a cartoon, you know. So I like that, but I could do without the twenty minutes of a forty minute show being about like, oh, we're gonna cry for Teresa. Enough. We've been crying for Teresa. I mean, I haven't, but. They've been trying to make us cry for Teresa for years. I mean, it's years. She's always a victim. Everything's going wrong. Everything. Oh, let's have a special. Now let's follow her to Italy. Now let's do this. Like, no, your fault. I don't feel bad for you. If they just kept it to a minimum and just showed that they were going to jail and then just showed her fighting with the other housewives, I'd be okay. But just sitting around her house sobbing every month or every week, I can't. I mean, poor Nono doesn't know what's happening. She is, like, on the edge at all times. I, And like you said, like, the the rollout of the end of her relationship with Joe should have ended two years ago. Like, we know they're not, not, not together. They're never going to be back together. Why are they two days ago putting out an article in People saying that they're separated, but they have no plans to divorce? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a protecting your assets kind of a situation. Exactly. I mean, I think it was like, okay, we got the Bravo check. So now we can say that we're broken up. And then after the special comes out, maybe we'll pull it out for another six months. And then 2021, they'll announce the divorce. And then there's going to be a divorce special. Yeah, and, and then we're going to have to watch her cry about that. It's like the second she runs out of something to cry about, then she'll get a divorce. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, my God, I can't. I see that for sure. I still like her on the show, but I want all that part axed out of it. And I just think she only has a stranglehold on all the other cast members because she's like the OG. But she doesn't really deserve it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know who else doesn't Martha deserve Star. it? Kyle. Okay. Now I know that I picked Teddy Mellencamp already, and this is wrong probably to pick people from the same show already. I should probably move on. But Kyle, like Kyle brings nothing. Okay. She goes grocery shopping. Like her personal life is like, I went to a grocery store in a golf cart type thing that costs (laughs) $100,000. Wow. I got a pink swing just like Lisa Vanderpump's. Whoa. (laughs) She doesn't do anything. Nothing. And she's so aware of her, how she's being attacked on Twitter that she refuses to really do anything anymore. And it makes me nuts. Yeah. She's entirely too scared. And here's the thing that I want to know is it, do we believe that like the whole Bethany Bravo clause is real? Because if so, they promote the hell out of the agency. And like, I want to know is Bravo getting a cutoff of that or not? Oh, you mean where Bravo gets a cutoff of all the businesses? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine that Mario's giving Bravo a percentage of that. Maybe they get away with it because he's not a housewife. Maybe, but I just feel like they pimp that agency so hard. Like, at what point? I feel like producers should be like, take that fucking hat off. You know, like, I don't, I want to see an agency pin in the background. (laughs) If they're not getting cut off of it, like, I don't, I don't understand the point. Yeah, I'm done with her. Every scene is about the agency. She's been making me crazy for years. I liked season one, Kyle. Okay. And season two, Kyle, was mm, 
decent. Like she was at least doing something, but I think she doesn't do anything. And she, you know, she did win. I have to give her credit. Like she's, she did finally win that Vanderpump, uh, Kyle Richards fight because they've always been battling each other for a top dog. And she did win top dog, but now you've got Kyle as top dog. Does anyone really think that's going to be any better? But I mean, yeah, she did win, but it's like, we had to go 13 rounds for us for that to happen. And it's mostly yeah. just because like LVP got tired, you know, it's like a technicality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The only um, thing that I do telling about Kyle is that like every now and again, we'll get a little glimpse of like how spoiled and horrible Portia is going to be. And it's worth <laughs> it for that 30 seconds. Other than that, I can take really Kyle. <laughs> that's funny. See, little Portia just grow up to be a monster. And I, I love that. Like, the, with the story about, um, uh, gosh, what is Bethany's kid's name? Um, God, we should know this. What's wrong with us? Brynn, yes, thank you. With that story of Brynn playing ukulele in the Uber, I was like, oh, my God, that girl is going to be a fucking nightmare in 10 years, and I'm here for it. Oh my god, yeah, she's going to be a little baby Bethany. Yikes. Taking over Manhattan, it's going to be a sight to see. I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah, I would have kicked her out of that damn Uber, too. Don't, I don't want to hear your kid play their stupid instrument, okay? Get rid of it. Get rid of that kid. I would have opened the doors and pushed them both out <laughs> while Kept I was driving. They did to, like they did on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Just like, get out of here. <laughs> Oh yeah, I want to do one of those roll and push, like where you're still driving and you just push them out of the car. <laughs> um, yes, I am fully with you on Kyle. I, I really am done with her. Okay, so who's your next? My last one is Deandra. Deandra! <laughs> I, find, I find Deandra to be hilarious. I just feel like we're not telling the truth, and the truth is that Mama D is a star, and that Deandra is not. You know, like Deandra's like Mamie Gummer, but Mama D's like Meryl Streep. Like, <laughs> I see where you're going, but like, it's not going to get any better than this. So, like, who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, I think this year she had a rough year because she was she got so um, trampled last year online for being mean to Leanne, like turning on Leanne and that storyline. And so this year she was trying to be like calmer and nicer or something. And yeah, it was hard to watch. The best scenes though are just her and Mama D. I think you're right with that. But I find those scenes to be so funny, like the mom competing with the daughter and then the daughter just being so spoiled that she literally demands her trust early. I mean, come on. I think it's just gold. And then her mom getting refusing her, but taking such joy in refusing her that she eats nachos I, through the whole scene. I've mean. never seen a woman happier than when she told her she was thrilled to give her her, her like sinking, failing business. I, like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I mean, all the plastic surgery she had right through. She was so, so happy. Yes, and we've been living with this storyline now all season, but to just forget the initial glee of that storyline. I was so, I was laughing so hard when that happened, when, when she's like, yeah, well, I finally got the business, and then it turns out the business is broke. And I thought, oh, my God, 
Mama D is my new hero. Like, what else can you say? I mean, that is the most amazing shit I've ever seen. It it was it was incredible. But I think without the Mama D aspect, like, I'm gonna give a hot take. Like, frankly, the only thing that saved Deandra was the fact that Leanne was a racist. She's oh my she god, a- yeah. Leanne Whoa. saved a lot of people with that. Yeah. She de- she definitely put the nail in her own coffin. I mean, that's the easiest one to say. Like, they shouldn't bring Leanne back because they won't bring her back. I mean, they're not going to bring her back. There's no way in hell they're bringing Leanne back. Do you think? I mean, in my logical mind, I think, of course not. But then I, I don't know. I mean, the only person I feel like has ever gotten punished was Phaedra. Like, in that way. That's true. And I wonder if Phaedra got punished. I've always wondered if Phaedra got punished because in the reunion, she apparently called out the producer for setting it all up and telling her that in the first place. And they cut all that from the reunion and made it look like it was just her getting yelled at the whole time. Right. But I was always wondering if that's why she really got fired. And it wasn't even because Bravo had any kind of moral sense about them, you know? That could be true, because I feel like that guy was, I think his name's Carlos King, and I feel like he doesn't really work with Housewives anymore since then. So maybe they both got the boot at the same time. Yeah. God, that was a dark time. Yikes. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, Carrie yeah. is one, I think, too, from that show. I think Carrie would be my last one. I mean, she has just been, she has just been insufferable to me this whole season long. She's, she's a nightmare. I don't I don't find her compelling at all. Like I couldn't believe that like all of this talk about her ugly, they're ugly pearl necklaces were just like her buying necklaces and then reconstructing them and making them uglier and selling them to people. <laughs> like I would wear a cuff by Lynn, whatever her face from Orange County, like all day long. Yeah. And just her whole thing, like she married a rich dude and now she's only going to stay with him if he pays her, basically, is what she was saying in the last episode. They said, are you going to stay together? And she's like, well, if he gives me some security. And I know that that's kind of maybe, uh, I don't know. What would you say? I'm sorry to ever talk to you. Oh, I was saying that should be an iconic thing to say, and yet it wasn't. Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly right. It should have been, you know, a housewives trope that we love to see. But it was just gross. Like, I didn't like it. I just thought she was gross the whole the whole season. I agree. And she's boring on top of that. Yeah, she's boring. I mean, the best part was the daughter who hates her. I think that was a really good, <laughs> strong theme of Dallas in general last year. The daughter that hates me. You know, it's like Deandra yes. hates her mother. Then you've got Brandy's kid who hated her. And then you yeah. have this kid who hates uh, Carrie. Who else is in there? How many times do you think Brooklyn has like poked Brandy at night with like a push pin or something? Just to keep her in line. <laughs> I think she's like that little kid who was putting um, little drops of dish soap in their parents' food and slowly poisoning up, slowly poisoning them over time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Clear eyes or something. Oh my gosh. Um, so I have picked one woman to, well, I actually picked two and I, it's going to be a tie for me. So I'm just going to do both of them really quickly. One is Kelly Dodd. I'm keeping her forever. I think Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the West coast franchises are like, did you see that video? 
of the two carnival cruise ships that like crash yes. into each other. Yes. That's what OC and Beverly Hills are like for me. But like Kelly Dodd is like the booze cruise coming up to shore to like save everybody. The USS Big Dick Daddy is coming to save everyone. But like she's <laughs> it's a big I, dick daddy. <laughs> I just I, I'm obsessed with her. I think she I love to see her like completely switch and like just be like, you're a pig, you're a cunt, you're a pig, you're a cunt. Like, just, she just can't help it. It's incredible to watch. It's like she switches so quickly between, you're a pig. I'm so sorry I called you a pig. I didn't mean to. I mean, I just did it because I was sorry. You're a pig. And then right back into it. It is so crazy. And it's the best so... part of it is that she just destroyed Tamara and Shannon and Vicky. Like, just destroyed yeah. them at this this first part of the reunion we just saw. I mean, it was glorious. I've, I'm it... still not over it. I'm still giddy. It was it was a, a sight to behold. It was incredible. I could not believe she sat there and said that she was so much better looking than Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so nasty and so rude. And, yeah, I mean, she's very much like... Um, who also does that? Dr. Heavenly, when she says your mama to Mariah, like she always apologizes. And as soon as she gets a little bit mad, she'll be like, your mama. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, oh. My second choice is Portia, always and forever. I love Portia too. I love Portia too. I think this, uh, the past couple of seasons have maybe been a little Portia heavy for me only because they seem to be, you know, they're trying to figure out like, what do we do without Nini? And then what do we do without Kenya? And if Nini's only here, I don't know. It seems like they're always in flux and their great hope is Portia. And I think Portia's hilarious and her storylines have turned out so Portia, like the hot dog band that of course was cheating on her, possibly with dogs, like hilarious. (laughs) But uh, it was, uh, it's a little too much. It's kind of like a Teresa Judice thing where it's always, it's like, okay, now the last 20 minutes of this show will be Portia in therapy. I don't need that much Portia, but I love Portia. That, that's fair. I mean, we do get bits and pieces. Like, Marlo's doing a lot of heavy work. I, and I like, I love a woman, you know, celebrate your bodies all you want, but like, Eva's got to give us 11 months before she has another baby. Give us one season with you not pregnant. Yeah, I think it's like when your husband gets a good job and you're like, okay, you know, we're provided for for the next few years. Now's the time to do it. Let's have babies. But she's the one with the job, you know? It's like she's the one with a good job. And, like, your job is being fun and drunk. Like, I don't, I, I need you to be fun and drunk, not fun and pregnant. Yes. Like, Ava to me is like, we, we've we seen her on TV. We know how she can be. And I just feel like we're, like, doing this double dutch and she's, like, trying to get in, but it's not quite happening. And I just, like, need her to either get in or get out. I, I, I feel like we're halfway with Eva, and I can't take it. Yeah, Eva seems pretty uncommitted. I feel I feel the same way. I'm not really thrilled with Eva. I thought I, I thought I would really love Eva a lot more than I am. I'm liking Tammy yeah. more than her. I mean, I, um, I, people are really going up for her, and I, I think she's lovely. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but think, that show, I think, is I'm I'm impressed that that show can stay so funny. 
I mean, that show is always hilarious to me. They're they're amazing. And, like, I want to be mad at Nini sometimes, but then when she sits there and asks if Portia needs a rabies shot because her husband's into bestiality, like, you know, you know like, my hands are tied. It's, it's just gold. Right? Yeah, Nini's one of the all-time funniest, but, God, she's a monster. And she's not, to me, she's, she's become a monster not in a fun way. She used to be a fun monster, and now she's just right. a sad, bitter monster, you know? Right, right. I mean, you have to sometimes admit you're wrong for it to be fun. You know, like it can't be, you have to reset it in some way for it to be fun again. Then you can be horrible again, you know, but she's like refusing to even admit any of that. So it bugs me. And and she came so close last year, like she could have done it because, you know, Greg was sick and she could have been like, this is a year that has really humbled me. But then she had to like fuck up some producer because people went in her closet and then you know it's like she fumbles the bag yet again yeah she was fumbling even during that because it's like you can't stop being the victim even when your husband has cancer you know what i mean like you're all it's always about you the whole thing is about you and she still yelled at greg the whole time then it's like he didn't yeah he didn't have cancer in the right way for her you know and then this year she's like still on Greg and all he does is follow her around with cheese trays, you know, like how bad could the guy possibly be really just like shuffling. He's always got some lemonade ready and it's yeah. Poor Greg. I know poor Greg, but at the same time, Greg is the enabler of Nini monster. So I have to remind myself of that. Cause I love Greg. And I'm that's like, well, true. that's not They're- fair. Greg is helping unleash this on the world. Like he's encouraging this. You're right. You're absolutely right. And there were those seasons when they were breaking up where he was absolutely horrible to her. And so, yes, we do have to be reminded of that. But I just feel like her relationship doesn't work unless, like, like you said, like Greg has to be basically like her assistant. And I just don't think it works for her any other way. But that's not like a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I don't need them to be healthy relationships. I don't even know. I don't know. She's just gotten so bitter for me. And so unfun like she doesn't seem to be having fun you know i don't mind if you're evil but i need you to have fun with it okay <laughs> i need you to be like a cruella Deville, more of an evil and not like charlie's the ronin monster where it's just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like no shade but i saw that life coach and i was just like i don't know what's happening here i don't know if i would trust what's going on I don't trust that a life coach shows up to your house in like a fucking prom dress, skin tight, blue velvet dress. Like, get out of here. That is not a life coach. I I grew up in Atlanta. So, like, I know one when I see one and I know a scammer when I see one. Yeah, I think that's just some lady who shopped in Nini's store. And she's like, listen, I have to get people to like me again without saying I'm sorry. So you want to do a couple of scenes? Right. Like, do you have an Instagram that posts inspirational quotes? Okay, great. I guess not. <laughs> so do we have to only pick from housewives? Um, no, you can pick anybody. Because I feel like credit needs to be given to Miss Heavenly. And so, actually Quad too. Heavenly is definitely my forever though. I love her. I think she is so hilarious in every single episode. I don't think I've ever seen one episode that she hasn't cracked me up in, even when she's being at her most horrible, horrible self. I agree. And I appreciate that we've had a lot more daddy this season. What'd I do, buddy? <laughs> What'd I do? Why are you mad, buddy? 
the the unleashing of daddy was a surprise that I did not anticipate. But I do want to go back to Quad because I'm finding that a lot of people have turned on her this season. So I'm interested that you are still all for her. I just think that she gives the best diary room sessions. I think she, she, well, Heavenly gives the best, but I think she still gives some really, really funny diary room sessions. And I really like that she's refusing to give Mariah what she wants to really properly be back on the show. Like Mariah left the show, she got fired, whatever happened. And then the show was fine without her. It was better, I thought, in a lot of ways, without her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she got back again this year as full-time. And she's really trying all she can to go for Quad or come for Quad. And Quad's like, no, I know what you want. And I'm not going to give it to you. You can find someone else to ruin. Okay? I'll be over here. <laughs> I agree with that. I. It's so interesting that Mariah is a producer on the show. And yet she gets treated like the kid sister. Yeah. I'm not sure... She's being treated like the kid sister this year, um, but she keeps trying. You know, she's trying. Like, she throws fits, and she cries about nothing and, like, storms out, but no one even cares anymore. They're just like, okay, go sit in the bus. Remember that episode when she's like, I am leaving, and she went and sat and talked to the bus driver while everybody else hung out oh inside. I'm just trying to talk to him about Game of Thrones. Um, what... Okay, so did you see the trailer for the reunion? I did not. I saw that it was on and I fast forwarded because I like to be surprised. Okay. <laughs> I don't like I don't well, like spoilers, but you can spoil me. What happens? Well, I, I won't get too into it, but the relationships that we thought were going to be forever seem to not be. And I'm shocked. I'm very shocked. Oh, is it Simone and Heavenly? Or no, no. Simone and Jackie? Jackie, yeah, they seem to be like really not talking to each other, and it seems Whoa. like Simone is on one. Whoa, I wonder what prompted that because they've been fine, I, right? Until now, yeah, I'm shocked. Like, Andy went into the dressing room and was like, I thought you'd be sharing with Jackie, and she's like, Nope, <laughs> you thought oh, wrong. Was, oh, I don't like that. I like them being friends, I, I do too. So, I, I'm very interested in seeing how that is all going to shake out. Yeah, I don't like when these shows do that. I mean, there always needs to be a base of friends that stay together. Like, two two people, at least, that need to stay friends. You know, it made... Kyle's always made me nuts, but I liked it better when she was just friends with Vanderpump. They were funny together, you know? They were funny to watch right. together. Um, right. Jackie and Simone <laughs> are legit funny to watch together. Vicky and Tamara are horrible, both horrible human beings, but... That's I like it better idea. when they're friends. It's really hard yep. to watch them not be friends, you know? You're right. My only hope is that, I mean, we were, they were able to talk Simone out of like completely divorcing her husband. So I feel like Simone is easily talked downable. So maybe True. she's just stubborn. True. And Simone also has no problem throwing anybody under the bus or fighting with anybody just to have the fight for the show. Like she's one of the ones I think that really keeps the show going. Like last year when she was fighting with Quad over what? What was she fighting with her with? I mean, she, about she was mad at Quad because Quad wasn't coming around the group that much more. And it's like, you guys don't hang out outside of here. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> why are you acting like you actually hang out in real life? Um, I think they were jealous because Quad was acting like a diva because she got that talk show or what, which she probably was. But Simone just went so hard on her. And right. 
I, I will say that I do enjoy, I feel like we don't give enough credit to these like couples trips in which Simone just basically like berates every couple into like publicly talking about all of their issues. Like there's no time. I feel like this was the first season where Dr. Scott was finally acknowledging, like we don't get to do anything or have fun. We just have to like sit and make eye contact with our partners and talk about how all the ways that we hate them. Like, why are we here? (laughs) I know. And they never change a thing. That's the funniest thing about those couples trips to me. It's like, wow, these are really working out great. Since these have started, uh, Mariah and Aiden are still awful. Quad has been divorced. Toy and Eugene are still the same amount of awful. It's not like they've changed, you know, and they've always been in love anyway, or seemed yeah. very in love. It's like nothing has really changed. I mean, Jackie and Curtis got back together, but that's just because she's a dumbass. It's not because that was a couples trip thing. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't imagine that like people don't know where to find you, but if they don't, how can they? Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, if you guys want to listen, we're at watchwhatcrappens.com. You can find all our links. We're on tour all year, so come see us live. And then Rose Pricks, you can find all that stuff at rosepricks.com. That's a Bachelor podcast. It's very fun. And that's it. Pretty easy. Perfect. Well, I adore you. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. And it's your niece's birthday. Is that right? Yeah, it's my niece's 15th birthday. Oh, what a beautiful age. That's such a fun age. I know. Was, it's so crazy. I feel so like it's fantastic. right before she becomes a total monster, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that was the first year that we started stealing beers from my friend's dad. So congrats to her. She's got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> so don't give her a key to my place because there's no. plenty of that here <laughs> well thanks so much for having me have a merry christmas and congrats on your yeah. your new show you're gonna kick ass in 2020 thank you thanks bye, we'll dude. talk later okay bye bye thrilled once again to be absolutely honored and i'm blessed to be with you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so tired okay it's- <laughs> The holidays just roll with it. Troy, Troy McKinney's here. Hi, hi, Troy. <laughs> hi, I'm excited. I'm very honored and blessed and honored to be here as well. I'm very tired too, by the way. <laughs> we're two working mothers and you know, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. I'm getting out there trying to get these deals for the kids, for the holidays, like you know how it is. Uh, um, so the reason why I brought you here today, Troy, is because we have something in common and that is our hatred of, well, okay, I, I should tell you how this all started because I have a sick head and I know that I can literally throw anything at you and you'll follow me. Yeah, for sure. So I saw this picture of Kim Kardashian with Kanye and then her assistant Steph with her boyfriend and it was all like, they all, all the women, it was like four couples or five couples, and they all look like different versions of Kim, all the women, and all mm-hmm. the men were black. Um, and so one of the ladies was one Liberty Ross, who is famous for having been married to the guy that Kristen Stewart hooked up with while she was dating Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Quote. So that got me to thinking about PR relationships. And, you know, we're getting into a new year and we're getting into a new decade. And so I think we need to end this. 
I'm sick of it. I hate it. I really, really, you know what the thing that I hate about it is like, I hate how, like for the most part, and this is a read, we are generally like as a society, like pretty dumb. Like we'll just like go along with like most things. You know what I mean? Right. And like some couples are just so absurd that I'm like, girl, like you really, you're all fault. Like everybody's collectively falling for this and thinking that it's like this real thing when it's just like laughable. And like, that's annoying to me. I feel like it's more egregious than ever. And I don't know, maybe like I'm just more savvy or they're just getting lazy, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I want to get into it, but I f- want to start with a little, a few quick fire questions for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what do you think is the most underrated Britney song? Oof, eesh, out of the gate, hot. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, most underrated Britney song, uh, like a single, like when that like came out to the public? Um, no, it could be anything, a deep cut, whatever okay. you want. Um, a song called Unusual You. Okay. What album is that on? That's from Circus. It's a very like moody, like trancey kind of like Moby song. It's really good. Interesting. You would love it. Okay, great. I'm on it right after this. Um, two is, do you remember Kelly Osbourne's video for Papa Don't Preach? Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember them, like, rolling out the, the promo for it. Because maybe it, like, premiered during, like, <clears throat> an MTV Movie Award or something. But yeah. I just remember there being such a big deal about Kelly Osbourne's burgeoning singing career. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. I do remember there may have been like a, you're right, like a maybe a making the video moment or like behind the scenes of this video, something. But there was some sort of like filming of that video moment on on MTV that I remember watching and being like really excited for because she was going to debut it at the VMAs, I think, or something. Yeah, I think so. I remember thinking that her outfit was like so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, the fashions were, like, so of the time. I really loved Kelly Osbourne. Like, don't even get me started. I'm actually, um, I'm, like, kind of watching the Osbournes right now because I'm doing, I'm planning, like, an Osbournes thing for the podcast. Oh, oh my God. And I'm, like, I'm not kidding. Every time I watch the show, I'm, like, more spellbound by her. I'm just, like, she is, I know she's a drug-addled teenage girl, but... She's just, like, at my everything. Like, I go right back to that place of being, like, 14 and being, like, she's the coolest girl I've ever witnessed. (laughs) I remember her bedroom, and it had this, like, pink, sparkly, like, the walls. And I, her bedroom was, like, the coolest room I had ever seen in my life. Yes. And I was, like, in suburban Georgia with lime green walls and, like, basically, like, you know, like, a little girl's. I mean, it was, like, truly, I was such a white girl. (laughs) I'm, like, picturing horses everywhere. (laughs) Um, I I was a Methodist for a few years. Like, it's a whole thing. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm dying. Holy shit. Look, I get it. I completely understand. I had, like, um, I had a straight presenting bedroom. Ooh, Um, Like, my, like, I, like, hung basketball posters in my room. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I thought I was next to, like, Spice Girls posters. It was a really <laughs> identity crisis moment. 
<laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I had like a framed Chicago Bulls poster because I actually oh my really God. Dennis Rodman. I thought, because like, duh, right? <laughs> so like I was still living in Chicago during like the height of Dennis Rodman or like Illinois. <clears throat> and I remember we went to McDonald's and my mom still has this cup. It's like a Dennis Rodman commemorative cup. And at the time, if you, it was like a temperature color changing thing. So his hair would change colors. Love you put that. like an icy drink in it. Oh. Oh. The coolest thing. <laughs> I loved his like flamboyance. I was like, he's basically the prince of basketball. Like this is right up my alley. And honestly, like I miss the days of like a commemorative fast food company cup. I agree with that. That was, I think, the the one and only time I ever got into sports was commemorative cups uh, from, like, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so I'm going to round out the questions. This is, like, a Pop Queens edition. Okay. Um, Rihanna promised us R9 at the end of this year. Do mm-hmm. you think we're going to get it? No. I don't. <laughs> I... I'm at a point now where I do not hold any sort of weight to any album alleged release. Sky Ferreira has hurt me in a way that is so deep that in like yeah, I mean I just don't. The deepest, yeah. <laughs> like uh nine years later still holding my breath like dying but yeah I just I don't know I'm excited for it. Being like a Rihanna, Sky Ferreira, and Azalea Banks fan like I we are you asking me if I am? <laughs> no, I, I'm, as, I'm asking to tap into that. You must feel so, like, incomplete as a person. It's really, really painful for me to walk these streets. I'm not kidding. It's really, <laughs> really hard. Just listening to uh, to Broke with Expensive Taste on repeat, like, almost seven <laughs> years later, like, you know, it's painful. Oh, God, she really is. All hail to the new ice princess. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, so I think the couple that I, I did a few people. Okay. Um, couples from this year, but one from not this year, just so so special to me. Um, but I think I'm gonna start with the most boring, and that is Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Look, Rosario Dawson is a confusing one to me. She's got some really interesting. She has an interesting dating history. Uh, there are a lot of really interesting rumors and like speculation about her. Um, but yeah, I, that one really confuses me. Like beyond, it's so fucking weird. How do you go from Eric Andre to Cory Booker? I don't know. I see. I feel like Rosario Dawson is one of those girls that like presents a certain way as like a cool girl. Yeah. But like behind well, the scenes, there's like a lot going on. There, I mean, yeah, let's get into that, because her biggest headline, aside from her relationship, question mark, is the fact that she has a lawsuit pending, because a former assistant alleged that she was uh, incredibly transphobic, um, that she and her mother got into a fight with this man, and, like, the mom was holding him down or something well yeah I mean, very like i don't know <laughs> like it's Angela shocking Fiance. i mean it just and she's not said one word about that which to me is insane for 
a celebrity, but also the partner of a guy who's running for president. Like, why have they not addressed this? It's wild. I feel like, yeah, that's one of those things where I feel like she's, like, frantically calling her PR person, being like, what, like, chain smoking, and being like, what do I do? And she's like, just don't say anything. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Just don't talk yet. I don't know. Yeah, it's like if you, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very shocked by that. I cannot believe she's still not said anything about it. But I find their relationship to be so upsetting. And at one point, he, like, threatened all of us to, like, marry her if he, if he gets the presidency, which, like, okay, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, hey. <laughs> like, we, you expect us to have, like, a, a wedding for you on the White House lawn? Like, what? <laughs> Cast of kids, like, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Her and Casper. <laughs> like, what do you want from us? It's really fucking weird. And also, like, she's not like a part of the everyday like zeitgeist enough for us to have like some super emotional reaction to it. It's like, okay, like, what do you okay. want? Right. Yeah, it's like somebody who comes up to you and start tries to start a conversation. It's like, all right, well. I'll catch you later. Yeah, I'm heading this way. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so my next one is, and I guess technically they don't count as a fake couple or a PR couple. However, their PR is out of control and it drives me crazy. And if anybody has followed me on Twitter, at Caribbean Tweets, um, you will see that I... And like I find these people, they're like, I, I, I can't even talk. Like they make <laughs> your fin body. <laughs> and it's Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Ugh. Okay. Tell tell me your like your just unsaturated, pure, just red for filth thoughts. Like, what do you think? I mean, I think it's important to start with them as individuals mm-hmm. because it's not you want to blame it on Ryan, but it's Blake too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively is so manufactured and so like I don't know what they're trying to do. Like I feel like they had a big Allison Williams, like when she was on Girls, they like really tried to make her happen and make her mm-hmm. like a movie star and it just like wasn't working. It's like, okay, girl, we'll get you like you know, like a Lancome ad, but like you have to leave us alone. It's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blake Lively is a lot like that. Um, I, you know, I mean, she could be a fashion girl. She, she's kind of like white Sierra to me, which were like they keep trying to make her do a, this. They want to make her be like this well-rounded, triple double threat, but like just be a fashion girl, just right. look pretty. I get that because that's the one admirable thing about her is that she like doesn't like she styles herself. Like, that, I think about all the time that she, like, doesn't really have a stylist. That's, like, the most, and she should lean into that. Like, if anything, she should be doing, like, she should be pursuing more career endeavors that involve fashion, since that's, like, the only reason people, like, pursue her at all. Right. It's just because of how she looks. Um, I feel like I'm, like, an avid follower of the Met Gala, and I feel like she's always makes a very solid choice, but, like, she doesn't get the headlines that I feel like she could be getting. So, you know, people, I need to be hired somewhere. Like, 
they need to lean into this fashion thing. How I feel about Ryan Reynolds is I think there's a darkness to him and they're really trying to not make that happen. I'm trying to rack my brain of like who his last big relationship was. And I really should just look this up. I, I think it's worth mentioning, first of all, that his middle name is Rodney. <laughs> okay, that changes everything. What? Like this is his real name is Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Rodney Reynolds. Well, he's Ryan Rodney to me now forever. <laughs> Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Um, okay, so let me... Who did he date? The only one that I know off the top of my head is that he dated dated Alanis Morissette, which I'll never, ever, 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 oh God, ever get over. Scarlett Johansson, they were married. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. forgot about that. <clears throat> so I heard that he was, like, a really controlling guy and that, like, she was, like, really burgeoning her career. I mean, it's safe to say that, I mean... We, we can go on about Scarlett Johansson in another direction, but leaving yeah. that alone, <laughs> yeah. it's safe to say that she's come out on the other side in terms of success. But like, that yes. was really the time where she was like going to be really big. And I think she could have been bigger. And I heard that it was because of him. Like he didn't want to have a woman be more famous than him. And that he like really made her like not take a lot of roles and be a lot more selective just so she wouldn't be out there as much. Honestly, I could completely see that, especially because I feel like he had just like um um like an all of a sudden like like he suddenly was like a list, and I guess because he did Deadpool, Deadpool? 
Like he just all of a sudden fell into this like, like I was watching the Today Show the other day when he was on with the, um, the girl from that commercial because he like has like a a, a, a gin company. Oh, right, right. The Peloton commercial girl. Yeah. yeah, and like he like has this like really I didn't even know that he had a really successful gin brand until that commercial. And I was like, when did he become like an entrepreneur mogul a lister? Like, it's just so weird. But I feel like he had a really desperate, like, claw to the top. Like, it took him a long time to get to where I think he, like, is really happy he is now. Like, he was very desperate to become, like, this A-list, like, movie star. And I think there's, like, a certain prestige to, like, the male actor slash, like, alcohol salesman. (laughs) Yes. You have to be pretty up there to do that. Like, a George Clooney with Casamigos or, like, Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt. Um there's a prestige to that and I I it just doesn't he doesn't curl all the way over for me but I just find their relationship to be really disgusting and exploitative and I think it's also worth mentioning that they actually just got their pictures their wedding pictures banned from Pinterest really um yeah Pinterest just um had they decided to like initiate or I don't know enact some sort of like rule where they banned all wedding photos that are in plantations or on plantations to not like romanticize. Yeah, this just happened a couple weeks ago. Um so obviously they're like one of the most famous couples that had a wedding. So like yeah, yeah, you can't access them anymore. Um but I went to Huffington Post and I ripped some headlines that are just from this year about their relationship and this it made me want to rip my head out. Okay. Um Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's latest banter is a truckload of fun. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' Valentine's gift to Blake Lively is just so him. I This is the only article I actually read. He baked a cake. Ugh. <laughs> I can't. Um, <laughs> it kills me. Um, but the last one really made me want to die. Ryan Reynolds hilariously accuses Blake Lively of affair with ghosts. I, 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 I cannot but you know that some like middle-aged woman from middle america read that and thought ah he's so wacky with her i love them it works it works a lot of people like really like them and by the way you bringing up their plantation wedding just reminded me that she did have that lifestyle brand what happened to that uh what's it called like heritage or something or like yeah, it was like, or something, or something like that. <laughs> it was something like all of a sudden she was like, everybody knows that I like am a, a girl that comes from Southern values and loves Southern, like, wait, what? No, nobody, nobody knew that. <laughs> it was called Preserve. Preserve, their Southern <laughs> lifestyle blog, like what? <laughs> okay, girl, like didn't she grow up in Connecticut? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Weren't you like a surfer or something? <laughs> Um, yeah, she drives me crazy. Did you, were you, like, big into Gossip Girl? No, I shockingly was not really ever big into Gossip Girl, but, um, I don't know why. Like, I actually thought about going back and, like, watching it as an adult. I think you should. Do you think that I would like it now as much as I would have then? Uh, no. But I think you'll appreciate the nostalgia. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I started to rewatch GOC and I'm really enjoying it. Really? That's fun. Ugh. It's fun <laughs> to enjoy a happy Misha Barton. Right. In better times. But yeah. you know, I gotta say, 
I think she really turned it around. I mean, unfortunately, The Hills was an absolute flop, and I'm actually going to be talking about it with somebody, but I think she came off really well, Misha. You know, Misha's one of these, I, I like rant and rave about this shit all day, but M- Misha's one of those girls that I just like look back on and I'm like, God damn it, like, what did we do? Like, what did we do to this this young girl? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what influence did Perez Hilton have over us that he brainwashed us into thinking that we should be like, just body shaming and like chasing these girls into alleyways, like egging them, you know what I mean? Like, right. she didn't deserve any of what we gave her at all. Not at all. Not at all. There's actually a scene where she confronts Perez <laughs> at a at a club, and it's, like, really fake and stupid, but I'm glad that she got her happy ending. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was just, like, a year and a half ago that she, like, <laughs> do you remember when she, like, crap, she was moving into a, a condo or something, some LA, like, fancy thing, but it had, like, a a portica share those like things that you when you drive up oh. to the driveway oh my god I forgot about this <laughs> and she totally crashed her like like one of the big u-haul trucks and she's <laughs> like I didn't do it it's like <laughs> honey it's stuck in there like you can't get out <laughs> what are you talking about I love that her and like her there's like a specific group of girls like her and Lindsay that live in this like 2007 thought like thought bubble where they can just say they didn't do things we all know they did and they'll just continue saying they're like no mm-mm. there's like <laughs> pictures of it she's like no no it wasn't me <laughs> we're gonna look back at 2019 and be really grateful for the hills reboot and Lindsay lohan speech club did you watch it <laughs> i actually i'm gonna be honest with you it's off brand for me but i like couldn't bear it yeah, I mean, no, you're not supposed to enjoy it. Fuck <laughs> 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 that, Troy. That wasn't the point. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it really, it got, like, stupid, more stupid at the end. But at the beginning, the first few episodes of, like, Lindsay really trying to be a boss and, like, establish her dominance as a boss and just, like... <laughs> try to be she was like completely passive aggressive to everybody and in order to like do mind tricks on them (laughs) i know and it makes me wonder if behind the scenes all of the kids working there were like girl some fucking oil tycoon gave you this club like stop you know what i mean like stop it please right (laughs) (laughs) enough of like pretending to be she literally like she and panos her little greek assistant or whatever he was would show up at that house that they were all staying in and like break into their dinner it was like the first night where they were like having a nice party and they had been provided with alcohol and Lindsay shows up and is like I see you guys are drinking that doesn't seem very professional to me (laughs) what are you (laughs) she showed up and said come with me let's watch a movie come with me what the bed she made them all dinner and it was like oh she like she was like just rubbing butter it was like reminiscent of hottie making that chicken in the <laughs> like, i'm a great chef i'm italian you know we're, italian. <laughs> we're all about food and family <laughs> get the movie <Okay>. started <laughs> like Lindsay, you have residue on your nose can you sleep <laughs> 
Like one of your like taped in tracks is literally at the end of your hair. Please address your it. Your whole left tit is out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like pale tit because it's like not been spray tanned with the rest of your body. Please adjust. That's <laughs> oh, <so>, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that was, it really, I, god, maybe, should I watch? I might have to talk about that. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I hate them, and I don't know what to do about Blake and Ryan. I, do I write Congress? Like, how do I? (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think they're going anywhere now that Ryan is a certified action starlet. I guess he's, like, here to stay, or whatever, um, and, like, nobody talks about how it took him, like, literally almost 20 years for people to consider him, like, an actor that should be allowed at the Met Gala. And, yeah, I mean, and it should take 20 more. I know, honestly. Like, it's, it's, like, Deadpool was enough for us to just, like, see him as this, like, brooding A-list, like, People Magazine's hottest hunk, whatever. Like, I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't. I feel like we're so oversaturated with these hero movies that, like, okay, we have to have an announcement every six minutes that somebody has entered the Marvel comic universe. Like, I don't understand why we're all taking this so seriously. Kara, I, like, truly, and this is, like, not even me trying to be funny, I really genuinely believe that they are, like, like, I believe that in, like, 40 years we'll look back on them and they will have ruined film. Like, I think that... They're just like slowly chipping away to, at everything that makes movies great. Like they're just so, ugh, they're like the Walmart of movies. Just mass, like, like overly saturated mass marketed bullshit. Like it's just like so annoying and like nobody sees it. Yeah. They're you all know? brainwashed. <laughs> 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 I can't take it. Oh my god. Okay, do you watch Dallas? I'm I'm diverting, but I just kind of want to talk about Dallas. Do you watch Dallas? No, I don't. I've never seen it. Oh, Troy. Should I be? There's a woman named Cameron that I think you'll really take to. Okay. And you'll take to Leanne at first, but then I think you're going to... Oh! I'm, so, I'm like literally so sorry that I thought you meant the reboot of Dallas. Oh, <laughs> I was like, girl, no, I don't watch the TBS reboot of Dallas. Uh, <laughs> I would never insult you like that. I was like, actually kind of, I'm like almost hung up. <laughs> I was like, who she thinks she talk, she's talking to? Um, no, of course I watch Dallas. Of course. It's actually okay. like one of my favorites right now. Great, great, great. Okay. So are you like caught up? I am. Okay. How did you feel about the season finale? I thought it was really fucking wild. I really was like, I did not expect, you know, I would, the season finale of Housewives is always so interesting to me because I'm like, the girls must obviously know that this is like the last day of filming and then they get together for like the last event, you know? So like they hold the best stuff for like that night. And it made Unless me think, you're in Beverly Hills and you're like Kyle who brings up Pantygate a whole oh, fucking season later oh my at the gosh. season finale. <laughs> oh, or fucking like, Poppygate. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I have erased that show from my fucking memory, honestly. I think we all should just to teach them a lesson. Honestly, I, enough. I, it's like you, you, you are like not gonna just Erica Jane me into believing that this show deserves 
the to be the highest rated housewives I franchise. I can like, only no. pat my pussy so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I just do not care anymore. But uh, but I was thinking in my head like, wow, is um is Cameron actually just like super 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 smart for holding this like like she held that card the whole rest of their trip and however many weeks they were home just so she could bring it up at the finale like she kind of gave us a finale she sure did and i i was like wrestling with like should cameron have said something like at the time in the moment to carrie but then i was like if it were me like i wouldn't want my vacation ruined by some bullshit like that like just tell me when i get home you know yeah and it's also like i could i could definitely see how as a giraffe-esque white woman as a Gwyneth Paltrow type she was like am I gonna get in trouble for even alluding to that to the fact that she could maybe be racist like she probably was like scared to even get involved in it which I could see that being like her perspective uh and like am I gonna get this girl like canceled because I'm like about to spread a rumor that she's a racist and Um, I think Stephanie felt the same way for sure like they were all like yeah she's a racist but we're like scared you know (laughs) um I was shocked at how like direct court was because we know that man voted for Trump and he's going to vote for Trump oh yes I it was I mean I hate to like be like oh all Republicans are racist but like I just didn't expect him to be like so disgusted and so direct about like that is racist you have to get away from her and you like you need to like call her out and like he even you know like when they were in the car and carrie was like well she called you cunt and he was like and what else did she say you know yep yes i was shocked i know i know it made me laugh really hard too when he was like hey like come over and say hi to so-and-so and then she like gazelled over there and she's like cor where's the girl you wanted me to say hi to and he's like girl it was fake. It was a ruse. <laughs> there's, there's nobody. Like, we, are you kidding? <laughs> I made ah. it very clear to you that I don't want you to have a job. So come on. <laughs> you should have known that. <laughs> I don't want you speaking. <laughs> uh, yes. I, and it was just like, I could not believe that like, okay, first of all, I want to bring something up. This is like a side note, but I just think it's very interesting that we have not seen Rich once since they got married. I know. I mean, he definitely. They, do you feel like he just did it to like appease her character on the show? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and we never got like any conclusion to the pretty Jessica storyline that like what's it, Al Gore was cheating on Deandra. Yeah. Oh my like God. Rich texted him is like, don't forget about pretty Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that Deandra isn't. <laughs> I definitely think Dallas is one of those cities, not like in general, but like in this franchise where like a lot of the women know that their husbands cheat and they just would rather not talk about it on TV. Yes. I heard some pretty hot tea about Stephanie and like how somebody had basically taken a picture. They had gotten fired from their job because they had taken a picture of, um, what's her husband's name? Wreck-It Travis. Travis. Wreck-It Ralph! <laughs> um, Blockhead, I believe. Um, because travis she had spotted travis with his girlfriend and sent the picture to stephanie and she ended up getting fired from her job because she was still like at his job poor i love stephanie so much she's such a fucking precious moments figurine 
is like the most she's an angel i just want to like drink two bottles of wine each with her and just like cuddle her and tell her everything's gonna be okay i know she's so sweet she's like too good for this world almost i get nervous she really is i love her um so yeah i just i i found it shocking how leanne truly just like i don't think she was trying to do like a Lena, Rena, Lisa Rena, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I think she genuinely yeah. didn't see an issue with what she said. I 100% agree. I, I really think, I, I don't think she would have said it so many times if in right. her mind she thought it was bad. Like, I really, I think she thought she was being funny. And I don't know how the hell you say chirpy Mexican nine times over the span of like six months and think it's funny. <laughs> like, what? And like, beat your chest and say that you're all Mexican and stuff like what? <laughs> She's all Mexican and bad. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, where are these stereotypes even coming from? But like, I'm offended. <laughs> and like, she's like the most, like kind of chill down to earth, like kind of soft spoken woman. It's not like she presents as like Xena. She's like chill. Like, yeah. she's never been like, I'm so bad. Like, I'm such a badass. Like, what are you talking about? And then to find out that her defense was like, oh, well, she calls herself a Mexican all the time when it literally is just like once and was like, walk your drinking because I'm Mexican and I can drink more than you. Like, that's literally all she said. <laughs> what are you talking about? <clears throat> her horrible apology of being like, like, I don't know if I offended you, but it's like the fakest, worst apology <laughs> in the history of apologies like licking her teeth and like being really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Terrible and the person as she is. It's like I can't I can't there's no world where I I I don't want her on my TV. She's fucking crazy. I I'm really like they're going to have to kick her off, right? I think they have to, especially cuz she's not it doesn't seem like she's addressing this very well. Like she's not handling it in a way that they could allow her to move on from it, you know? Even yeah, even to this day. Like, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> can I also, by the way, just bring up, just really quickly, uh, while we're on the topic, and also because Chucky is now available on DVD, uh, uh, Brandy's Daughters. Can we talk for a second? <laughs> so, I am also having Ronnie Karam on this episode, and I asked him, and I want to ask you this, um, how many times do you think Brooklyn has, like, Poked Brandy in the middle of the night with a push pin. <laughs> oh my god! She like wakes up to her legs being tied to like the baseboard. She's like, "What?" Um, she, her daughters are well. That one specifically is like, how is she not like being cast as like a little rascal on Broadway? Like she is literally a hellion. They need to have like an exclusive. <laughs> you know, like a, a like a church girl, um, Dennis the Menace, and that would be her. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, there's actually a movie that I'm obsessed with, and I tell my, my best friend Katie is really close to her dad, and I, like, tell her all the time that she's this girl, but there's this movie called Daddy's Girl, and it's yeah. about the, have you ever seen it? Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's like, uh, for people who have it, it's very niche, 90s, low budget. Uh, it's about this, like, little redhead girl who, like, is like obsessed with her daddy and she'll kill people who get close to him and she'll say like you'll never come between me and my daddy and she like <laughs> puts like a bookshelf on somebody um 
she's very daddy's girl, but like the opposite. Like she wants her mom dead. You know what I mean? She really does. <laughs> every every girl, every daughter in Dallas hates their mother. One thousand percent. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> it's incredible. Because Cameron's daughter hates her too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like when mommy speaks Spanish too? Blondes are stupid. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm even wondering if they're just going to cancel Dallas altogether because their ratings have been abysmal. I know. It's just like, it will always be one of the, the redheaded stepchildren of the franchise, which is like so crazy. It's like people just will never respect Dallas or Potomac the way that they should. They really won't. And I... I'm surprised about that because I feel like Texas would just be guaranteed a hit. I know. I know. It's weird. But they don't, uh, Bravo also doesn't respect them either. Like at Comic-Con, or Comic-Con, I hate myself, I'm 98. <laughs> um, at BravoCon, they, there was like two of them there and they came out last and they had like the tiniest little, like, it was like not major like it was for every other city, you know? Yeah. I heard that, yeah, Dallas and Potomac only had two women. Yeah, and it was very like, and here's them, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a shame because they're better than Beverly Hills, and I feel like they're the most direct comparison. 1,000%. I would rather watch that any day than, like, watch Erica Jane blank face walk into restaurants. Like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, could you imagine seeing Cameron go to the grocery store in, like, that mini car that Kyle went in last year? <laughs> Like that would that would be nominated for an Emmy, like right off the bat. Her legs would literally be like praying mantises coming out of the, those little doors. I would literally die. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so I think getting back on track again, let's get to the. Let's see. Okay, there's another couple. Miley and Caitlin Carter. Okay. Wow. Um. <laughs> So if you guys don't know, Caitlin Carter is the former wife, but they weren't technically legally married, of Brody Jenner, Miley Cyrus, you know, and it was announced as she, she separated from Liam and Caitlin and Brody also announced their separation, like pretty much the same week or the same couple weeks. And then we see them, Miley and Caitlin on a yacht together, fondling each other, kissing, making out, whatever, and we got, like, a whole 90 days of summer vibe with them, and then they quickly broke up. I mean, I've got to tell you, what's been going on with Miley, like, pretty much since the day after she split up with Liam makes me feel like, like, I've, I've always felt like I had a very clear understanding of who Miley Cyrus is, even as, like, a kid. Like, I was like, I get her. And mm. all of this feels so foreign. Like, it just feels so attention-seeking in a way that's, like, not who Miley has been for the past, like, six or seven years. Do you know what I mean? So, I, like, I think I'm, like, slightly too old for Miley to have been, like, following her career since she was a child. Oh, me too. Um, but I, I always felt like, and this is, like, a hot take because I will never say this about anybody mm-hmm. but I preferred when <laughs> Liam kind of had more of a tight rein on Miley like I liked that lady better than like yeah. the 
tattoo, stick and poke tattoo, because, not because I'm not into that, but just because it just seemed very attention-seeking to me. And, yeah. like, how are we going from, like, you're a hippie and hanging out with the guy from the Flaming Lips to, like, now you're hanging out with Mike Will Made It, and now you don't like Black people anymore, and you want to make guitar music, and now you're back to twerking. Like, what's it going to be, girl? Yeah, it's a, she's having a major, I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like, she's having a public, very major identity crisis. I don't think that she, and I, I like talk about this all the time, but like, I know, like, you know, the pop girls get really caught up in, like, the Madonna effect of feeling like they need to reinvent themselves and have these, like, eras. Yeah. And some of them, it, like, takes them, like, I mean, I honestly, I think it can be, like, really damaging, like, mental health-wise. Like, Katy Perry is having, you know, Katy Perry will never recover from this, like, issue of, like, not knowing who the fuck she is and trying to be, like, all these new things for her new album that are disingenuous. And, you know, I think Miley's having, like, a, a kind of public moment right now where it's, like, if anything, this is the moment where they should, like, lock her down and be, like, girl, before this gets too out of hand, we need to go back to fucking Nashville or whatever and just, like, you need to strum a guitar in the yard. And That's just the best her. version of Miley. And I think it it's the most honest version of her. And I don't know why she is so, she seems so against it. But, like, I think that's the best music for her voice. Agreed. And I think it, I, it just seems more honest to her. Like, I totally just, be, just be white. <laughs> I know, just sing Jolene. Like, that's what we like. I love when you have a, a top knot and you're singing Jolene in a crop top. Like, exactly. I, I love that. But I do also think that her past few albums not doing well has, like, reinforced this and made it worse. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is It is very much like Katie, and I feel like even almost a little bit Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taylor still has... I mean, she's not selling records like she used to, and it yeah. takes a lot for her to sell them. Like, right. she's doing objectively very well. Like, she's top of the pop girls. Yeah, for sure. But I just feel like she's really flailing with the Scooter Braun thing. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. And it's not a good look. And I don't know why she keeps doing it. I know. Uh, and, yeah, but I also feel like the music is failing as well. Like, it just, I don't know how many times, I don't know. You're not 25 anymore, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's almost, like, easier for Taylor to, like... Because Taylor never makes, like, massive leaps throughout her career. Like, she just does, like... She'll either do... Literally, like, for Taylor, a big transition is, like, a side-swept bang. You're like, oh, my God, new era. Um, You know (laughs) what I mean? She dyed her hair chocolate brown for one photo shoot, like... (laughs) Her lipstick is a different shade. It's, like, no no longer Ruby Rue. It's, like, a different, like, red. (laughs) Uh, But, like, her... But her, I will say, at least her transitions are a little bit more natural to who she is. She's not, like, deciding to be a geisha this year and then the following year, like, being a Harvey David... Harley Davidson girl. You know what I mean? These crazy leaps where you're like, what? (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be so overthought out. Uh, like, Christina Aguilera has been going through the same thing for 20 years. Like, right. can-can girl to, you know, like, teen stripper to, like, just, like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, to, like, 
old like 50s diner <laughs> like crooner <laughs> it's like, it like calm know. down just make, make a fucking album and stop trying to be madonna you know <laughs> exactly and like why why would you want to be madonna at this point <laughs> no madonna doesn't even know what the hell madonna <laughs> is doing anymore walk around in the eye patch and <laughs> like what, what is happening <laughs> um so to get back to caitlin and miley um mm-hmm. i like really wanted to be here for the relationship because like i there are no greater couples in hollywood than lesbian couples yes but I, yeah i just don't it, it didn't i didn't love it it's very pre. it's very let's eat it no boo it's you know it's very like they're, 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 the paparazzi you're supposed to meet us here at midnight. You know, it's very that. Like, I'm just like, I, like, I feel like I see through it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wear the clothes that you wore two days ago. That way mm-hmm. people will pick up on it on Instagram. Yep. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, wait a minute. Isn't Rachel Bilson married to Adam Brody? Uh, yeah, I think so. Why are yeah. they saying that they there are dating rumors between her and Bill Hader? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Whoa, wait, I'm gonna look this up. It's on people. Bill Hader. That is so random. Oh yeah. Whoa. That's weird. Oh my god, like from today. No, 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 no. Not Rachel Bilson. <laughs> the girl from Gossip Girl. Okay, yeah, 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 that's, yes, that's, okay, sorry, guys. Yes, okay, I, like, I was on the same page as you, though, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Blame me, okay, sorry, but, um, so, my, or, sorry, Caitlin actually, like, did this blog after she broke up with Miley, and was basically just saying, like, until that trip that they went on, the, like, public trip that everybody first saw them on, like, she had never thought that she was capable of loving a woman and said that after reflecting on my romantic history I realized I had never had a quote type um said I felt just as hard for her as I had the old the older man so many years before um and basically said they had been friends for three years she had been drawn to her in a way that to Miley in a way that she hadn't with other friends I mean (laughs) They broke up, they started dating in August and broke up in September. Like, did you really have to write a whole essay about this? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. It's like, girl, we didn't even need to know any of this. You could have, like, enough. This is not, like, a chapter in anybody's life. You knew each other, you dated for three weeks. (laughs) You know, like... Getting back to the hills of it all, like, one of the storylines was that um, somebody had been basically, well, Birdie has a podcast in which he mentioned that he and Caitlin had had a bunch of like threesomes mm-hmm. and basically insinuated that like Caitlin was attracted to women and yeah. somebody mentioned it on the show and like Caitlin acted like this was like the most offensive thing even though Brody had like repeatedly spoke about it on a public platform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they never really touched on the fact that she was attracted to women and that seems very strange to me. Like, just say it. Like, nobody it, cares anymore. It's just like nobody cares. That's like nobody even knows who you are, Caitlin. You don't do anything. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say like nobody cares about what you do on a daily basis, more or less who you date. 
<laughs> I don't even know what your job is, hon. Right. <laughs> so since then, Miley has gone on to date Cody Simpson, which I'm keeping my eye on because I find that very strange as well. It's very, very odd. Like, the fact that Cody Simpson's name is even being kicked around is just insane. I mean, it's like, what? like the Slade Smiley of Pop Princess. Like, why does he went from, like, Gigi Hadid like, he's just always in the background. You're like, oh, what's he doing? And he's, like, always in the studio. He's never working, but he's always, like, Ryan Cabrera. He's, like, the millennial Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, he's, like, one of those guys that you're, like, you're, like, where does your money come from? Where does it come from? I I have a lot of questions about Cody Simpson, but that's for another day. Yeah. Um, so to go back to a person we were just talking about, which is not a 2019 relationship, but this shook me to my core and I feel like we all were held hostage by it. Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. Oh God. (laughs) Was that not the worst fucking time of our lives? Oh my God. I mean, okay. I'm going to say something controversial. You know, I'm just going to say it. I have this like this theory in my head and I've like looked it up and I'm not the only one that feels this way that Taylor Swift in like like in however many years like 30 or 40 years when we look back at the way we look at like young Elizabeth Taylor like scream legend era Mm -hmm. like Taylor Swift I think will be the most one of the most profound like beards in Hollywood Mm. I think that Taylor Swift is like like you know, the the business of, like, hiring women to, like, be on red carpets with men who are, like, closeted is, like, obviously a Taylor's oldest time. But, like, right. Taylor Swift goes that extra mile where not only will she appear with you, but she'll, like, write, she'll, like, create a whole narrative and storyline around your fake relationship, which is, like, PR that you could, you literally can pay for. Like, that's so, to have, like, a whole Taylor Swift storyline surrounding, like, you know, and all these, like, people obsessing over it. So I think that, Taylor's fake relationships are actually kind of iconic in the sense that they're like they're just so insane like they're ridiculous like Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner I'm just like (laughs) what were we thinking at certain times in this world but Um, did you think that her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal was real no (laughs) no I didn't I really did not. I didn't. And I especially think that there was like a period. I think that she's had a lot of fake relationships, some real run, real ones sprinkled in. And um, I, it's like, in my mind, I feel like she has maybe not wanted, like when she was younger and had less say, I feel like she was like kind of forced to do that with people. Because it was like back to back to back, just really fake relationship. You know what I mean? Harry Styles. Harry Styles, come on. I feel like the John Mayer one was real and that's kind of upsetting because it was the most creepy. Exactly. That was the most real one to me as well. I definitely think that that was, I definitely think Calvin Harris was real. Yes. You know? um, Wow. What a moment. I know. But yeah, that the Tom of it all was just like, I think that he is actually iconic because he took it too far. He took it so far and like he used all of his like, Royal Eaton Oxford acting training to like try to convince us that like he found her at all interesting (laughs) he would love and it was just like not working yeah that was a really 
and it's crazy too because it, these relationships that I've, she's either like paid to be a part of or forced to do like whatever um they like in so many ways have like worked against her you know like that relationship with tom was like so bad for her publicly because people were just like girl this is fake helen keller knows that this is fake you're not fooling anyone like it doesn't make her look good you know it, yeah it was like definitely her like kim kardashian chris humphreys moment like, <laughs> yeah. our phone girl like leave us alone <laughs> um, I, I mean they truly wanted us to believe that like an established British actor would honestly walk, go to like fucking Cape Cod or wherever the fuck she goes <laughs> and walk around on the beach with a I heart TS wife beater, like white tank top. Like, are, are you kidding me? It's so embarrassing. And you know that some like, some like wild eyed publicist who's like stressed out was like, okay, I made this. What do you guys think? Um, with marker. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just so, like, oh, it's so cringy. <laughs> well, like, part of it was, like, him trying to convince us that he was, like, fun and interesting, which is, like, come on. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, just to, like, try to, what could they possibly, and there were always these, like, videos of them, like, at events that, like, normally people wouldn't have videos coming of that like industry events like people know better than to record celebrities there yeah Yeah. and they would always leak and it's like oh they're like tearing up the dance floor at the emmys after party and it's like okay okay i know it's like the the best celebrities know how to fake a um photo op that they've paid for you know what i mean like that they've scheduled paparazzi to be at. Like, you can't... Right, like, give me, like, a one comes out and then the other one comes out 15 minutes later. Like... Yeah. You know, like, give me give me something like that. Yes. Like a, a back room. Yes. A, a side door. Yeah. Um, I want to see, like, a, you know, a you, a woman coming out of a man's house. Mm-hmm clothes that she wore to Bootsy Bellows the night before. (laughs) It's very Lindsay and Samantha Ronson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a couple. What a couple. The best. The Um, best. (laughs) So my final couple, and this is the one that really brought us together, the most egregiously (laughs) fake couple of 2019. Camilla Cabello and (sighs) Sean. I hear Oh, God. I (laughs) I can't do it. I can't. Kara, people entertain this. Like, you understand that you and I think that this is funny, but there's, like, millions upon millions of people who entertain this being a real couple. They think it's real. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They really do. And, like, whole Instagram accounts, Tumblr accounts to this couple and, like, how cute they are and, like, how in love they are. And, like, the fact that they, like, clearly, like, re- would, like, record videos of when they were, you know, allotted time to have to hang out. And, like, then roll them out, like, a month later, like, oh, we just happened to be, like, this recording that Sean did on his phone just happened to get leaked of them, like, (laughs) doing kissy faces at each other. Oh, my God! And, like, this idea that people really believe that he's, like, that she's, like, like, strewn across the bed in, like, a For Love and Lemons dress, and he's, like, playing (laughs) Spanish guitar, and they're, like, writing these (laughs) songs together. Like, I can't. Oh my god like <laughs> part of it is like they're trying to make Camila or Cabello happen and like yep. if I had to hear Havana one more time I oh, was gonna jump out a window my god I've never been so assaulted by a song in my <laughs> every life. time she did a live performance for like two years it was fucking Havana you have a whole ha- album out girl I know <laughs> what I know. are you doing I just, I don't know how to navigate this generation's, like, I almost don't know how to navigate, like, it, I'm officially old, and this, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just, so I don't know how to wrap my head around this generation's um, pop stars and, like, how they present to the public. It's just so foreign to me. Like, I don't know, I guess that's just what happens when you get older, like, you can see through bullshit like that. So, how do you feel about Haley and Justin Bieber? Oh, so confusing. Oh my God. I don't know. I I feel like I'm really, I'm actually like terrified for Justin Bieber. I think that he is this like the most brainwashed, abused, drug riddled mess. And yeah. now he's like a part of this cult. <laughs> and, you know, she's like basically a Jesus camp girl you know what I mean like yeah it's just it's a really weird toxic dynamic to me honestly yeah I mean there is something like very tragically kind of Anna Nicole about it in that like you know he's just like not right in the head right and like people are really taking advantage of that and like making him like empowering him Mm -hmm. I think so too through religion and it's a sad thing to see (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think that he has, like, I I just feel terrible for him. I really do. I think that he's one of the saddest, uh, like, the saddest cases, like, one that we'll look back on in years and be like, whoa, that was really dark. Like, there's actually a, um, I'm obsessed with comparisons between young, literally look, Google, like, just interviews of young Corey Haim all throughout his career. Kara? It is actually, like, it's, like, creepy how similar they are. And there's this movie that Corey Haim released when he was a teenager that he's, like, literally, like, his friend filmed themselves um, where he's, like, 
it's it's on YouTube. I've, I've literally have watched it 40 times. It's so 80s and like cheesy, but it's like him coming out again is like sober and he's like maybe 19 or 18 mm-hmm. and he's not really sober but he like is trying to present as sober so he can work again and it is so justin that it will blow your fucking mind and i just mm. feel like we'll look back one day and be like wow like justin bieber was like one of the most abused kids like ever like it's just no way that he wasn't and i you know i just i worry about him i feel bad for him i do because he's got too much money yeah and by that i mean like nobody's going to help him yep and nobody's going to be able to call him out like yep how do you have a rock bottom when you're that rich exactly oh that's such a good way to put it you know like there's never going to be a consequence for you it's not like your mom stops giving you 40 bucks every now and again and like she changes the locks so you can't like break into the house or like there's no he has so many people depending on him like how what consequence could he ever have there are yeah. always people who are obsessed with him yep that's so true and he's he's very much that celebrity now at this point of his career where he's like a victim of his fame For and sure. that's like i don't know you know that's not really anything you can ever like recover from like you can't ever I think once you get to that point, like, you're just kind of there forever. And I don't, you know, I don't think that he'll ever be normal again. Like, he hasn't had a normal life in so long. And it's ever, just... Probably, really. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's really, really sad. And also, it's like, of course, a cult is, like, what he's experienced in Hollywood has led him to thinking a cult is, like, a safe space. That's in itself, is so dark. Yeah. And I heard that, like, the reason why he felt compelled to marry Haley was because, like, partly, a lot of it because of, like, his newfound religion and his relationship with God, but also Mm -hmm. because, like, he felt some sort of guilt about having been the one that took her virginity. Oh, okay. Okay. Felt some kind of, like, martyr thing. Like, I, I don't, I can't really remember what the justification was. Like, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense, but, like, something about, like, I guess he felt like he had to like protect her, take care of her, or like, like be a man or whatever. Yeah, be a man. I mean, I'm sure she's gotten plenty of dick between the time <laughs> and the time they got back together. But yeah. Wasn't she with Sean Mendez? Yeah, I think she was. They were like at one Met Gal and then they broke up like a week later. Yeah. And then I feel like she got engaged to Justin like six months later. Um, but what are yeah, your thoughts I, on her? She's very interesting to me. Yeah. Because, like, I guess she's a model. She is a model. Yeah. She, I mean, she's not a model in the way that, like, Gigi Hadid is, which sounds weird to say. Mm, I know. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like in the beginning, they were all, like, part of that crew. And then, like, Kendall and Gigi and Bella actually, like, kept growing. And then she just kept getting, like, guess ads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mango ads. Um, but... I, I mean, to be from that family, the Baldwins is, and she's got the worst Baldwin as her father, which is a tough, <laughs> a I mean, tough thing to say. <laughs> did you did you ever imagine that we would live in a world where his daughter would be the, one of the most famous people, and we would just look past the fact that he's her dad? I mean, 
it should be stated every time she's spoken about in the public that he's her father because it is like she has the craziest most fucking wackadoo actually like gary Busey, insane member of that family as her father right like that is insane to me it, it really is I guess it's just, like, the age difference, because I feel like people don't give, like, Angelina Jolie a bunch of shit about how John Boyd is just, like, a fucking whack cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, not a white cracker, like, he's cracked up. In <laughs> 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 a fully on moment, he's a chirpy Mexican! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, like, maybe the, maybe the generation, generational gap works in her favor. Yeah. Um, people her age probably don't even know who like Alec Baldwin is and like they should you know that's so true they don't care yeah her dad is an older old famous guy right they didn't have to live through the 90s and like really experience all of his tv work (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so yeah I find her very fascinating but also like boring like I I don't really dip my toe into her situation too much but I do think it's very interesting like I will always be there will always be a sense of intrigue around like a Hollywood kid to me oh for sure there's just like a bubble that you'll never be able to understand I get what you mean though in the sense that like like and I guess this is where I sort of uh I don't know like I I I don't feel like a connection because I guess I feel like old but like because like literally truly right now like people have been saying this for so long but like right now especially like literally anybody can be famous Mm -hmm. and like anybody overnight has like it's like you blink your eyes and like this random like cracked out teenager will have 40 million Instagram followers and you're like who like it's just like it's almost like there's no point in even investing in certain people's fame anymore because it's like and she's one of them where it's like like you said earlier she's a model in quotes but like also who isn't that's on instagram now like everybody's a model (laughs) um and you know she's just kind of boring and uh i mean I, i guess it's fun to see her get dressed specifically to walk up the street to be photographed and see what she'll wear Yes, she did do a photo shoot in which she was like modeled after um, uh, Carolyn Kenny, the one who married JFK Jr. Oh, really? That's fun. Yeah. And it was it was pretty good. Like I had to give her one clap for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Some it was, old lady was like, I have just the look. She has no idea who they are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I find. I mean, they're so young. Yeah. And they seem so dedicated to this relationship. And do you remember all those times that they were like, it was like two years ago where like Justin, they'd be walking around New York and Justin would just be like crying on a bench. Yeah. And she'd have to be like blocking, you know, the paparazzi. Yeah. There's a, there must be, like, I feel, I have to imagine that she feels like, she has to protect him. I agree with that for sure. I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, he's probably 
confided like so much in her you know about like his life <laughs> and all the crazy shit he's experienced in the industry and i yeah I, I get that vibe that she's like his protector in a sense um and at like 21 or however old they are that's like you know we're bonnie and clyde we're gonna do this together yeah. you know that's it's such an intense feeling especially when you have like money and like you could just get married and like yeah nobody can say anything because you're fucking rich like who cares <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's a wild combination and he like presents as it's almost like we're so used now to seeing him look a certain way mm-hmm. that it's like if you take a step back and look at it just objectively like he presents as a depressed just like not well person like he like is walking around outside looking at fucking raggedy unkept like dirty like in an unbathed way not like a a chic way like he looks un unwell to the point where like that guy just like walked out looking like a ragamuffin eating a burrito wrong and everybody just assumed it was justin bieber because yes out oh my god i know and that guy was like wearing dirty board shorts or like that's bieber <laughs> wait that's like that's actually not okay <laughs> that that man. Went viral for like a few days before they had to be like that wasn't Justin you guys <laughs> I, like, but his stained basketball shorts are literally it's wild uncanny oh, his hair is a perfect amount of unwashed yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I I'm there I think like like I've, I've aged out of them and I don't think that I would be interested in them if there wasn't such a darkness to the whole situation but because like I have like one eye on the situation I totally totally agree with you like I'm here for I'm here to see how it all plays out because obviously they're not going to stay together I mean let's just you know there's no world where these two stay married forever please (laughs) so you know that's going to be a really really I think sad situation I just I wish that there was somebody who could like rescue him I wish this there was somebody who was like you know cared about him enough to be like i'm taking you to like rule fucking utah or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like we're just going to go to a cabin and like reconnect with like being a human person like you need to get out of la right like why is willow not chartering up the smith jet and taking him to like <laughs> wyoming i know he needs to get out of la i, I like he has to especially because he's not even working i know that he just said that he's gonna be working on music and he's like going under like a a, an artist formerly known name which is also another sign of unwellness i'm like oh my god no right please don't go into an album cycle right now please my god and that was like right after he said that he was like retiring from music because of his mental health yeah i just it's all very sad i I have to imagine there are probably more than one fifty-one fifty holds that we have not been privy to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Lots of rehab stents that were private. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, I and I, I just can't imagine what it's like to be him. I really can't. No, I, I can't either. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like to record with me. It's so it's like actually so sad. Like I'm like the Grim Reaper of everybody's podcast. <laughs> I I love it. I I so appreciate you ever having 
being here, but I am going to actually let you go. Okay. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, well, my podcast is called The Smush Room, S-M-U-S-H space R-O-O-M. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you can find me on iTunes and Stitcher and all the Android apps and stuff. And um, I'm on all social media under at just Troy McGeady, T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y, and uh, yeah. Oh, you, by the way, I need to tell you, had, you were talking about doing a different, like a different spin on this mushroom in which mm-hmm. you were talking about like couples that failed, is that what you meant? Is that right? No. Um, I was thinking about doing friendships. Yeah, okay. Broken friendships. Yes, that I think is genius. Obviously, I forgot what you said, but at the time, I remember thinking that that was a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It seems like a natural transition, you know? I, I agree, and I think there's a lot there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I we need to record something together soon. Like, let's just like plan that really, really soon, please. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. I love you. Happy I love you, too. Thanks for holidays. having me on. Merry Christmas. Yes, happy holidays, everybody. Bye. All right, y'all, that'll be it for me this week. I wanted to thank you guys once again for joining me. It was so much fun to talk to Ronnie and Troy, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that you guys have a really great holiday week. I hope you have as much work off as you can get. And yeah, Merry Christmas to all. I hope you watch a special episode of The OC about it. And hopefully there's a great Phantom Planet song that you forgot about. Um, thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. I'm going to go eat some lasagna now. Love you. Bye.